Isn't it awesome that when you exercise, you pump happy drugs into your brain? The beautiful thing about happy drugs in your brain means that you feel happy, you feel satisfied, you feel good about life. And have you ever had an exercise session uh, where you've, at the before you started exercising, you felt tired and lethargic and couldn't be bothered. And then after you exercise, you felt fantastic. Has that ever happened to you? And if it hasn't, can I strongly recommend that it's a really awesome feeling? Uh, and I've never been high on drugs before, but I've spoken to people who have, and they've recommended or suggested that uh, it's a, a wow feeling of euphoria, it's a feeling of satisfaction, it's a feeling of reward, and of course all of that comes from exercise. So the big question then is, what's the best exercise to do? And I get asked that question on a regular basis, and I'm sure that you do too. If you're an exercise professional, if you're a coach, if you're in great shape, people are going to say to you, what's the best exercise to do? <laughs> and when somebody asks you that question, of course you want to answer the question. If you know the answer, you probably want to answer with passion and enthusiasm and excitement. However, <laughs> here's the challenge. Uh, there are thousands of exercises. There are millions and bazillions of opinions about exercise and is it possible that the person that's asking you the question already has an idea or an opinion or a belief or a conviction about what's a good or a bad exercise so one of the first questions to ask is why did you ask me that question so Rowie what's the best exercise to do or Rowie how many exercises should I do or Rowie what's the best exercise for my chest or my arms or my butt or my inner thighs and you may want to answer the question, but like me, don't get caught out because so many times in my career path, I've got myself into some really big trouble because I wanted to answer the question. I answered it with an answer that didn't suit the person who'd asked me the question. So why did you ask me that question? And often, and usually more often than not, uh, the person who asked you the question has an opinion. They'll give you their opinion. And now you've got a lot more information to work with. Uh, if it's a genuine question, the person really wants to know the best exercise, here's a really simple process. So how about this one? Rather than you should do uh, bench press for chest or you should do uh, rows for back or you should do squats for legs and you might have an opinion about whether that's good or bad, but so is the other person that's asking you the question. And how about we find out this number one question or answer to this question, which is, why did you ask me that question? What do you want to get from your exercise program? And to me, that's the ultimate question because if somebody genuinely wants to get the best results possible, shouldn't we find out what that result is? Now, too often, of course, we assume that if the person's overweight, they must want to lose weight. If a guy's really skinny, he must want to put on muscle size. Uh, if somebody's old, they must want to stay young. If somebody's um, looking weak and frail, they must want to have more energy. Well, how about we never assume that? Could we get ourselves into some big trouble if we do assume that? So here's a great question. Uh, why did you ask me that question? Haha, <laughs> which will then determine whether or not the person actually has a question or they just want to give you information. Then what do you want to get from the exercise? What's it, what do you want it to do for you? And there's a whole range of questions, oh sorry, answers to that question. But if you don't ask the question, how would you know? So, but let's start again. Always ask the question, what do you want to get from the exercise? That question doesn't change. The answer will be completely different from every, uh, from every person that's ever in front of you. There'll always be a different answer because people want different things. So what do you want from this exercise? How about how often do you have to exercise? What's the amount of time that you want to invest into an exercise program? Because you might go into a big, long, detailed explanation about 
how many exercises somebody should do and how often they should exercise and how many days a week and how many minutes or hours. And you forgot to ask how much time does this person actually have? So then that goes back to what's the least amount of exercise I need to do to get the best results possible versus what's the most amount of exercise. And even if the person has got an hour a day or two hours a day or seven days a week, is it possible that there'll come a time in their life where they don't have that much time to exercise? And would it be good to perhaps plan an exercise program that takes the least amount of time that they could repeat if they wanted to or they could uh, not feel, there's a really good one, not feel guilty because I'm supposed to do an hour, I only had 20 minutes, so I'm supposed to feel bad about myself. How about uh, let's give you the minimal amount possible to get the best results possible and if for some reason you have more time or you want to do more, then you could do more rather than set somebody up to fail. And uh, this uh, came across my path in a very awkward and uh, and it, awkward and exciting way. Uh, one of my members at one of my health clubs came to the front desk and I'd given her this very important program where she had to do at least 20 minutes on the treadmill. And uh, she asked me this great question. She said, Rowie, you've told me I have to be on this thing for this amount of time. What if there's a power blackout at 13 minutes or seven minutes or 11 minutes? Does that mean that all the amount of exercise that I did up until there didn't matter? And I think that's a really, for me, that was a really important uh, thought space to consider. Not 20 minutes, not 10 minutes. First of all, how long do you have? And for the amount of time that you have, let's put in 100% effort. And is it possible that everything that we do that's less than 100% effort gives us less than 100% result? If I put in 100% effort, how long can I actually exercise for? How many exercises could I do? How long could I go for? So the first one, if I wanna get really fit and somebody says, how do I get really fit? What do you want to be fit for? Let's get your body into the most fittest position or the fittest state it can possibly be in, which means let's exercise you at 100% effort. And of course, that means you're going to be in the phosphate system, which means 10 seconds. So do, do whatever it is that you love to do. Let's find the thing that you hate the least or the thing that you love the most, which could be running, could be boxing, could be skipping, could be stair climbing, could be rowing, could be biking, doesn't matter. Your heart and lungs are blind. They can't count. They just respond to overload. So if you put in 100% effort, which is going to be about 10 seconds, then the person can choose an exercise program that suits them. They go as hard as they possibly can. If they've got five minutes or 15 minutes or 50 minutes or five hours, still better to go hard as possible, get your breath back, hard as possible, get your breath back, rather than plod, 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 plod through five minutes, 15 minutes, 55 minutes, or an hour and 55 minutes. How about putting 100% effort, get your breath back, 100% effort, get your breath back. Now to get strong, it's really interesting because uh, I always ask this question, which are the muscles or bones in your body that you don't want them to be strong? Do you want to have a fast metabolism so every muscle in your body is as strong as it can possibly be so it burns up as much energy as possible so you've got a big engine that burns off fat and calorie and food and uh, carbohydrate and everything really fast. So let's pick the exercises that use the most muscles. And I always ask this question, is it possible that if I do little exercises, I'm going to get little results? If I do big exercises, I'm going to get big results. And of course, it's a logical question. Sometimes maybe we need to ask ourselves some more logical questions. So big exercises to get a big result. Big exercises are the ones that use the most muscles at the same time, as many muscles as possible at the same time. How many of those do I do? As many as you can. 
But if you want to stay in that phosphate system, that 100% effort system, then of course you need to stay in that 10 second range because anything after that becomes you're pacing yourself through it. So if you're looking at how many of each exercise, you're probably in the 6, 10, maybe 15 of each exercise. By the time you get to 20, obviously the weight's too light. Uh, you need to lift a heavier weight. Your muscles and bones don't know what you're lifting and they don't know how many times you're lifting it. They just respond to overload. Isn't that exciting? So if I pick, I could pick one exercise. So if I just pick an exercise where I'm lifting something off the ground. So this is, this is reasonably heavy. It's 28 kilos. So nice and safe, nice and controlled. I lift this up off the floor and I put it back down again. I lift this up off the floor and I put it back down again. Obviously, I'm using my fingers, my arms, my shoulders, my upper back. If I wasn't using my abdominals, I would fall forward. I'm obviously using my bottom. <laughs> I'm using my quads and my hamstrings. I'm using my calf muscles. Uh, ironically, uh, I could probably just do one exercise. And if I had to pick one exercise and there was only one that I could do, it would, of course, be that one because I have to use every single muscle in my body to pick something up off the floor. Now, I'm going to do a really safe and controlled, which is probably my next question. If I'm injured or if I've got broken joints or if I hurt or if I've had shearing forces across my joint, is it possible that I won't be able to do any exercise at all? So, as an exercise professional, is it my responsibility to make sure that the exercises that I give people are really safe and I never injure them or never hurt them, short term or long term. So once I start throwing things, once I start throwing things with rotation, once I start doing an exercise that puts shearing forces across my joint, now the reason I've got my arm out in front of me is gravity comes down this way. If I put a pressure through my, uh, across my joint down this way, I now have a joint that's got gravity across the joint, which means I'm gonna have shearing forces across my joint, which means if I do this exercise, for example, I'm now going to have shearing forces across my elbow joint, which means I could get injured. I do the same with my leg. If I put my leg out here, doo -doo 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 -doo, <laughs> very good for balance, but if I start, first of all, I'm never gonna do an exercise, I'm never gonna do anything in real life where I need to move weight at the end of a long lever. Never gonna do that. But if I'm in this position, I've now got gravity going across my knee joint, which means I could have shearing forces across my knee joint. Shearing forces, wearing away forces, breaking my joint forces. If I then do this and this, shearing and twisting, shearing and twisting, I'm gonna break joints. And if I do that to my shoulder, my lower back, my hips, my knees, my elbows, I'm going to get injured, whether it's the first time I exercise or sometime in the future. So I'll ask this question as I always do. How would you feel if the first time you gave somebody an exercise to do, you gave them one of these, or one of these, or one of these, <laughs> or one of these, and they already had an underlying condition. So they already had a lower back challenge from sitting all the time or from doing a, a job where they're using their, their, they're already putting shearing forces and rotation forces through their lower back or through their knee or through their elbow. And the very first time they exercise with you, they hurt their elbow, hurt their lower back, hurt their knee. How would you feel if that happened to you as an exercise professional? And how is the poor person gonna feel? If you've got a netball or a cricketer, a rower, a swimmer, 
somebody that sits down all the time, somebody that has a, a construction job or a warehouse job where they're lifting things all the time. And I'll use this example again. If I'm in a warehouse and I have to pick a buck box up off the floor, I'm gonna do it in a very controlled manner. I'm gonna bend every joint at the same time. I'm gonna keep the weight close to my body. I'm gonna lift it. And if I have to put it down, I'm gonna do that slowly. I'm never going to lift it, swing it, twist it, swing it, put it back down again. If I did that in a workplace health and safety situation, in a workplace, I would get fined. I could get fired if I was a workplace health and safety officer and I would certainly be putting my workers at risk. So everything we do has to be controlled, has to be something that the human body would normally do. And of course, I don't wanna put shearing forces across my joint. So when I have gravity pushing through my joint, compression force, traction force, here we go here, I'm lifting and pushing. So I've got traction forces, compression forces, traction forces, compression forces, versus if I do something like this, now through my shoulder joint, I have a shearing force across my shoulder joint, which of course I don't wanna do because I don't wanna hurt anybody. So here's the question. What exercises are the best exercises to do to work every single muscle in my body to make sure I get maximum firing of the endocrine system and the central nervous system, which means as many muscles at the same time, Keep going till I can't do any more, which is why I always ask, why do we tell somebody to do a number? <laughs> Rowie, how many should I uh, Rowie, how many should I do? How the hell would I know? I'm just gonna keep going till I can't do any more. I don't know whether that's seven or three or nine or twelve. And even if I think I can only do one more, ugh. What if I try and do just one more? Maybe half a one more. What does that do to my mental strength when I think I can't do any more and then I do another one? So let's wrap all of that up. What's the best exercise to do for the person in front of you? Number one, should it be safe? Number two, should it be functional for the human body? Number three, I don't wanna put shearing forces across joints. I only wanna put compression forces and traction forces through the joint, not across and twist, through the joint. Pretty common sense, pretty much logical. I want to fire up the central nervous system and the endocrine system, so I wanna use big exercises to use lots of muscles, and I wanna keep going till I can't do any more, so why would I limit the number? Then once I can't do any more, why would I go back and do it again? It's a really interesting question and I, I'm not gonna get into the argument or the discussion about how many reps or how many sets. But if muscles are blind and they can't count and I take them to the full capacity where they can't do any more, I call it full potential, where I literally, I get to the point where I go, oh, I can't lift one more, let's try, let's try, let's try. No, no more. To go back and do that again, <laughs> is that first of all, I have to justify from a time point of view, why would I make somebody do something twice when they've already done it once? And unless I can do more than I did the first time, which means I didn't put in 100% effort the first time, why would I go and do it again? So it's pretty easy. Pick one, two or three exercises, and of course the movement patterns of the human body would be pushing with the upper body, 
pulling with the upper body and lowering your body down to the ground and coming back up again, which is why this particular exercise is such a doozy because I'm using my arms and my shoulders and my upper back. Some people say to me, but Rowie, what about your chest? If you've ever had any kind of chest injury, and God forbid, I hope you never have one, but if you had a, any form of, of strain in your pectoralis major minor, you wouldn't be able to pick this up off the floor because you're still using your chest muscles. However, if you want to be an extra mile person, what if you picked uh, a push exercise, a pull exercise, lower your body down to the ground, get back up again? Three exercises. Uh, <laughs> what if it worked? And we could argue about how many exercises you do, and we could argue about which are the best exercises. How about we don't argue? What if we could find the least amount of exercise to give it the very best results in the shortest period of time? I'll say that again. What is the least amount of exercise to give me the very best results in the shortest amount of time? And I'm currently in my home garage studio. I call it the anti-aging center. The anti-depression, anti-aging center. This is where Rowie hangs out when she's not outside. Uh, this is a simple process in here. Let's do some squats or lunges. Ugh. Let's do some rows or some chin-ups to work the pulling muscles and let's do some push-ups or some push-ups or some dips or some bench presses to work the pushing muscles of the upper body. So three sets of exercise takes about three minutes and as I always have a joke, my washing machine is in here, in here as well and that's often when I do my, my strength training workout when I'm waiting for the washing machine to spin. I do a really good set of, of heavy, as heavy as possible and usually I have two of these. So a good heavy set of squats or lunges some chin-ups or some dumbbell rows, some push-ups, dips or, or bench presses and takes about three minutes and it's all over and done with. What are the best exercises to do? The ones that work. The ones that work in the shortest amount of time that fire up the endocrine system, fire up excuse me, the central nervous system, make sure that I'm using every single muscle in my body, every single joint, every single bone, everything gets moved, everything gets fired up. Then my body becomes strong mentally and physically. Mentally and physically, wouldn't that be awesome? To be healthy, fit and strong mentally and physically for the rest of my life. So if you don't want to get old and you don't want to be depressed and you want to have a body that is, are you ready? I love, this is where I get really excited. A fat burning, calorie burning, food burning, sugar burning machine. A happy drug pumping machine so your brain's on fire and you feel fantastic. A body that fights germs, bugs, viruses and diseases because you've got a really strong immune system. A central nervous system that fires up with, with energy. Uh, and enthusiasm for life. So if you've got a, a, a firing mechanism where everything fires up fast, obviously your, your whole body's going to be working better. And then as a woman, the really exciting one is your endocrine system. Well, if you're a bloke as well, wouldn't you want to be in control of your hormones? When you go hard sprint, get puffed, you fire up your movement drugs of epinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol. When you lift really heavy, you're firing up human growth hormone, hormone and testosterone. I wish I was a bloke and I had more testosterone so I could have bigger, stronger muscles so I would have a faster metabolism. But as a woman, we don't have that capability. We don't have any testicles. <laughs> so the tiny amount of testosterone that we have, we can use that to maintain our muscles for the rest of our life. So we literally have a happy, drug-pumping, virus-fighting, uh, food and calorie-burning, high-performance machine that feels and looks good anti-depression, anti-aging for the rest of our life. Wouldn't that be awesome? Three exercises, once, maybe twice a week. Doesn't take very long, about three minutes. 
and you literally can have a body that will keep you young and healthy and fit and strong for the rest of your life. Yay! Woo -hoo -hoo -hoo.